The following is designed to entertain and inform, not provide medical advice. Always consult your doctor before starting any treatment. Spire. Welcome back to the Kidney Stone Diet Podcast, the show about reducing your kidney stone risk and living your best life. I'm your host and fellow student, Jeff Saris. I'm Jill Harris, your kidney stone prevention nurse. As I'm taking a big swig of my water, we've noticed, just Amara and I, with friends, so many of our friends, we'll spend hours with them and they never drink any water. Like we're going to the bathroom all the time, like peeing, not uh, incessantly, but no, we I drink know. so many fluids. It's almost always a little um, off-putting to be like, wow, I went to the bathroom uh, two, maybe three times a night. They didn't get up once. It's like, it's so funny that like we are such, uh, (laughs) we're so hydration focused, even before like learning about kidney stones. It's, it's wild now when we see people who aren't really like, it's never water. Maybe it's a, um, I don't know, a, a diet Coke or a beer or something, but like Never water. I don't know. It always throws me off. It's no, it really is interesting, right? So again, I'll say this till I'm dead. Until something goes wrong, people are just not paying attention. And it makes sense. Look, this is human nature. Until something goes wrong, we tend not to focus on it. And and also, you know, it's interesting though. Here's what I notice. I know people that have every damn color water bottle known to man. My God, they're matching it with their outfit. They put their sneakers on. They're bringing it to the gym. I see them all in the gym. Do I see anybody put it to their lips and gulp? That would be no. (laughs) So, and I have patients. Jill, I carry my water bottle everywhere. And me being the smart ass I am, I'm like, okay, but are you sipping from it? Well, Jill. (laughs) I'm telling you. So it's funny. And when you are... Well, I'm talking about diet all day long. So, of course, I'm in tune to this. People, you know, might think that, oh, I never want to. When when I go out with people, they'll tell me, I don't want to order nothing in front of you. I'm like, (laughs) let me tell you what. I don't care what you eat. As a matter of fact, if you order something that's like a fun food, I'm going to enjoy watching you eat it. I'm not going to eat it. But God bless, go forth. I think it's wonderful. I don't care what people do. I, I really don't. Unless they're sick and they're coming to me and I'm certainly not going to, you know, school people on nutrition in my private time because they're not asking me. Mm. Right. But it is funny that people are like, oh, should should we invite Jill tonight or no? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it definitely goes that way. But it totally makes sense, too, because people know that we are also so health focused. So it's usually like, like, okay, I know there's not a lot you can eat. Can you eat this? And it's like, basically anything like for me it's like no gluten that's the the big thing right. just because of because of me just how i'm uh built right. and amara it's no gluten no dairy but it's funny because as soon as you connect those dots then people do think like okay well how how challenging this must be impossible to get food but this actually goes right into what we were going to talk about today but going out on to eat on the kidney stone yeah. diet and sort of like how yeah how people can do that comfortably because you don't have to never go out to eat again. Yes. So, you know, a lot of people call me and they'll say, listen, I'm going to tell you straight up. I'm a foodie. I'm a foodie. And my husband and I, we retired and we're out. 
We're going out every day. We're meeting our friends. This is our social life now you're screwing with. And I say, you can still go out to eat. I don't know about being a foodie. <laughs> I, I think that's going to have to change because foodie doesn't mean you're eating lettuce all day. Foodie means you're trying the sauces and you're going out to the latest, greatest restaurants. And foodie means you're into it. It's a hobby. It's a passion. And so you're going to have to back it up a little. And I will say to patients, look, you can be a little baby foodie maybe, but you can't be a full grown-up foodie because it's all salt and junk. It really is. Those restaurant meals are so much salt, so much extra of everything that's delicious. That's why it's good. But you can, of course, go out to eat on the kidney stone diet. Now, am I going, I am going to tell my quote unquote foodie patients, five days a week, are you going out? You know, you're just going to have to learn how to choose wiser. That's all. People in New York, they're not cooking. My Nana used to have her bills in the stove. That was just her filing cabinet. There's no cooking in New York, people. There's a, they're going, <laughs> there's, they just pick up food. So a lot of my job is very difficult because I have to tailor what a healthy diet is for every single person that comes to me. So what do I tell people who want to go out to eat all the time? I'm going to say these types of things. If you're going out to dinner on a lot of nights, can you, number one, can you choose lower salt items? Could you tell the chef or person cooking your food not to extra salt it on the way out? Could you share your entree with your partner? Could you not have appetizer, dessert, two glasses of wine and dinner? All of those things. The whole appetizer dinner thing has always killed me. Nobody at home is having cheese plates and and. And meat plates and all this. We don't do that when we're home. But when we go out, we do it. <laughs> and then we have dessert too. So it's very interesting to me how much we overeat when we're going to dinner. Just, so if somebody says, go ahead. Just jump another, it just reminds me, I forget who the comedian was, but he was saying exactly that. He's like, when are you at home? about to eat dinner and you're like give me a loaf of bread let me eat the whole loaf of bread before before i eat the meal it's just like so funny but we have these uh different ways that we go about things when we're going out to eat a hundred percent and i think that's a wonderful example right who has two baskets of bread before they're eating <laughs> and then again or all the chips before mexican food i mean come on we don't do this nobody's bringing three baskets of chips and guac and then we're going to have our Tuesday tacos, Taco Tuesday. We don't do that. So when we go out to eat, we tend to overeat because maybe it's a celebration, maybe because we're, you know, we had a hard day. So whatever, we're going to treat ourselves. And I'm going to push this too. And I told the patient this today. Well, Jill, uh, I had a bad uh, dentist appointment, so I treated myself. This was a real patient. And so then she said, but, you know, why would... That's what I call it, but it's actually not a treat for myself, is it? No, but it's to uplift your mood, right? So we do all kinds of things with food. That's separate. That's a whole other video. But going out to eat, of course you can go out to eat. How I would do it is, is like this. If I knew I was going out to dinner, I would make sure that I'm eating a relatively low-salt breakfast and lunch. That's what I would do. 
I'm not telling you, you need to do this. I'm telling you what I would do. And this is what I do tell my patients. So I would say to myself, okay, I'm going out with the gang tonight. We're going to go out to eat. So I'm really going to pay attention to my salt and sugar intake leading up to that. That's one way to control it. Number two, like I said, you can split your entree. You cannot have appetizers. You could say, I'm going to have a glass of wine, but I'm not going to have dessert. So you don't have to do all the courses plus alcohol. Now, I'll tell you what, I don't go out to eat that much because of my bowel issues, because of my cancer surgeries. But if I were to go out to eat, I'm having the wine. I will forego desserts. I always have the wine. I'm having a cocktail or a glass of wine. That's happening. So I know that about myself because... It's part of going out to me. I like being in the ambiance. I like having a glass of wine or a cocktail. That's part of going out to eat for me. The food, I could give a damn less. But the alcohol, I'm going to have it. So I make my mind up. I make, I don't lead myself to be starving. A lot of people do this. I know I'm going out to eat tonight, so I ain't going to eat all day. But when that menu comes, you're ravenous. So you're like, I'll have sides, the right side. And dessert, let's get five desserts. And, uh, you know, I mean, we just overeat. The other thing about booze, when we do drink, I'm not saying you can't drink, but listen, when we do drink before our dinner, we get a little buzzed. We're like, ooh, I'm feeling fine. I'm going to eat. I'm going to have an appetizer. I'm going to have, you. Your your inhibitions run wild. <laughs> now you're not as diligent because you're a little buzz. So you're like, I'm going to have this and this and this. And at the moment, you really don't give a darn about it. So you kind of, that happens too. So if I were going out to eat, I would pay attention to what I, I would eat during the day. I would make sure I'm being extra diligent with my salt and sugar. I would, uh, have my meal, but I would have my little glass of wine, knowing that I'm going to also pay attention to what I order. I am going to ask for, do not salt my food on the way out. I would ask for sauces on the side. I would pair out for me because I'm low carb. I would get some vegetables, get rid of the starch. Um, and so there's many different ways to skin a cat here. And so what I do is I talk to each person on the phone and figure out what's going to work for them. But you can go out to eat. You just have to pay attention to it. And I will say, being a foodie is not going to be the best plan. You might have to, you have, you might have to dial it down a little, dial it back being a foodie, because that automatically means high salt. It just does. It just does. There's no way around that. Does that mean you can't have maybe you and your husband or you and your wife? you and your spouse, you and your partner, you go out on a Saturday night, but you're not going out as much. You had a call with me and you're like, you know what, babe, we're not going to go out as much. But when we do, we're really going to enjoy ourselves and then get right back on track Sunday. So Saturday night, we're going to go out. We're going to do all the things. We're not going to beat ourselves up for doing it. And then Sunday morning, we get right back on plan, plan on our plan. We, you can do that too. But the trick is, Finding the balance of feeling satisfied with your social life and going out to eat, but still being compliant. And that balance is hard. You can do it. My patients do. But it may take a little planning and it may take a little commitment extra. And it may take uh, a little bit of willpower. 
and knowing what will make you happiest. I think when you go out to eat, it's important. Like for me, I'm having a glass of something. Okay. I give a damn about dessert, but I'm having the glass of something. That's supposed part of socializing for me. And I'm a lightweight, so I never have more than two drinks. Never. Because I would be drunk. I'm too little. But if I do have the second one, I do pay attention to, you know, there's no bread and I don't eat anything before my meal. I just have my main meal. You can also, especially for lunches, uh, if you're going out for lunch, you can also always ask the, the, the server to cut up half your, you know, portion it, take it away, you know, the other half, maybe you're served half and they automatically put the other half and you can have that for lunch the next day. You don't have to eat everything on your plate. So there's that because restaurants tend to overserve unless you're at a real fancy one where the plate is a hundred bucks and the food's as big as my eyeball. I hate that. But, but most places you go to the restaurant and people are like, Oh my God, honey, this is amazing. They're not even talking about the food. They're just talking about the portion. People like to see a lot of food on their plate. So do you need to eat that whole plate? Because typically it's a couple times more than what you would serve yourself at home. So again, can you go out to eat on the kidney stone diet? Absolutely. It requires a little bit more planning and a little bit more commitment and getting right back on your plan the next day. But you can absolutely go out to eat. I'm not taking away people's joy with that. Okay. Of course you can go out to eat. Did I leave anything uncovered there? Does all that make sense, Jeff? Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, because it's not, this isn't about deprivation. It's just no. about being aware. And um, I mean, your shirt says it, portion, not perfection. It's yes. it's not about being perfect. It's just about being, being cognizant of what we're doing and trying yes. to do our best just because we're talking long term. We're not talking one meal and then no. you're going to have a kidney stone. We're, we're talking months and years of eating a certain way that's going to build these, um, these really uh, painful reminders that we haven't really been on track for so long. Yes. And so I think, you know, uh, I think, well, I know this is why diets don't work because we feel like we have to give up all the, the joyful things about food. And it's not just about food. It's about what food represents to us. Like, you know, for me, uh, you know, getting together with my mom and everybody there and her making her brujol and her, you know, the pasta. And even though I don't eat a lot of this food, I like seeing it because it represents what my family is, right? So that, I mean, your culture and how you've been brought up, food represents so much. Um, So we can't, we cannot deprive ourselves. We cannot not have ice cream for the rest of our lives. We just can't. Because life is short. And once we as human beings feel deprived, we don't stop the longing and craving for it. And eventually we just cave and we binge. That's what we do. And when we have that binge, we get so down on ourselves, we just cascade deeper and deeper into that. And then before you know, six months goes by and you've gained all your weight back. You formed a new stone by that time. I mean, you know, if, if you just enjoyed yourself, and got right back on your plan with your next meal choice or the next day, you're going to find out that if you do that enough, you're you're not going to want to splurge as much because you get really used to a lower sodium, well, lower sugar, you never, meaning 
sugar always tastes amazing, but salt, you will notice within a couple of weeks, you'll be like, oh my God, that's so salty. Yuck. Believe me. I know y'all are like, whatever girl, but for real, that's what happens. Sugar again is a whole different ballgame. Sugar is always delightful, but <laughs> salt is not. It tastes bitter on your tongue. So once you start getting right back on your plan, every time you do have a little bit of something, you just get a different perspective. It feels good to feel good. It's amazing. You feel strong. You feel energetic. You feel people are like, how are you so old and this energetic? Because I eat well, I exercise, I am creating energy for this body to move, baby, to think, to do, right? And so when you feed your body junk all the time, well, you're not giving yourself energy. It's simple input X, X whatever, input, output, uh-huh. right? <laughs> right? So I'm inputting really healthy things into my body most of the time. And I'm moving my body. That creates energy. And then I sleep well, because I've done all those things, right? And that creates energy. So all of my, I, 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 I surround myself with people that bring joy to my life, all of those kinds of things. So that's where my energy comes from. Okay. So all I'm saying is it's very important and we should be eating responsibly. We, uh, we, we can't take, we can't take this for granted. So can you go out to eat on the kidney stone diet? Please do. The only thing I ask is please get back on track after you do that. That's all. That's all I'm asking. That is very doable. I can expect that from you guys. Mm -hmm. I think that's a perfect note to end on. So if you have a question, the number is 773-789-8763. And we would love to hear from you, feature you on a future episode. And if you want to dive deeper, you can go to kidneystonediet.com where you can find everything, all the free resources, the weekly email newsletter, the meal plans, the course, the uh, new project, uh, little project that's coming out soon that we're uh, in the process of finishing up. But everything is at kidneystonediet.com. And... Yeah, we really appreciate each and every one of you, all of your support on Patreon, on the uh, on YouTube with the comments and mm-hmm. subscribing and liking just everything across the board. It, it means the world to us. We really appreciate it. And every little bit is helping us reach more people with the scientifically valid information that people deserve, especially when they're yes. dealing with something so, so severe and scary as kidney stones. But I think with that, we will wrap for this week. Thank you again, everyone, for listening and watching, and we will see you next time. Bye, everybody. Thank you.